Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome to a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar reminding us all, and yet including me, looking in the mirror right now, as we get back to living a little at a time, following all guidelines along the way, There's certainly many wonderful, incredible, cool things to do right here in Mississippi. Just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. I promise you, we won't let you down. My guest today has a voice there's no chance you haven't heard, even in the remote of places, on a boat, on a plane, a subway, or at the biggest events on TV. I mean, his voice is everywhere and has been for many years now. For over 20 years, he's been the voice of such primetime major network events as the CMA Awards. His voice is also heard in the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum as part of the Country Music on Television exhibit. Or maybe you've heard him at the 90th Academy Awards or the Carol Burnett 50th Anniversary Special on CBS. Get my point? So let's spend a Mississippi minute with my old pal right now in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, John Williard. What's up, Johnny? <laughs> Who are you talking about there? Yeah, I'm wow. talking about Thank you. And Hank, listen, I could have done a whole intro for a Mississippi Minute, but I think people want to hear from you than just me all day. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's so sweet. Thank you. You're so gracious and so generous with this uh, with this intro. And uh, I, I just have to tell you that I am so blessed. And every morning when I walk down into my private studio, which I use only for voiceover for television, radio station, image work, commercials and narration every morning without fail i just breathe a prayer of thanks gratitude to the lord who has uh, given me all of this yeah there's no doubt Uh, i was talking to don sampson great songwriter uh yesterday and don was um he said can i mention that that i that i owe this all to the man above and i said well heck yeah you can because because that's the truth you know Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah, well, we got to have our faith. Uh, you and I both went through something. Let's talk about faith. I'm jumping. I'm going to jump around a little bit because it brings up something. We have parallel lives at times uh, in our careers. In 2002 to 2005, I was losing my voice. A lot of us have done it. You went through it. I had Dr. Stephen Mitchell who left Osoff's clinic at Vanderbilt. And went to St. Thomas, and you probably had Osoff or one of the guys there at the clinic, uh, and you went through some, you know, challenging times, some worrisome times. Is when you definitely uh, rely on prayer and and faith. Uh, I I was so bad that I was losing my range by the minute, 
and I was bringing songs down. I had all this noise in my voice, and uh, and my man, Doctor Mitchell, and with the with the hands of God and the surgeon fixed me. And from then on, I went on the path of the straight and narrow of protecting my voice and understanding its value. What was your situation like? Wow, that is, you're, you're bringing up some amazing memories because let me go back to how I first knew about um, the vocal cord and its fragile nature, if you will. Mm-hmm. Dr. Cleveland, uh, who was an associate of Dr. Ossoff, probably in 1998, at the country radio seminar, they would have uh, they would have little meetings, little uh, sessions, panels on Saturday morning. They don't do that any longer, but they kind of extended it. And this was uh, this was a not miss panel. And Dr. Cleveland pulled out a nickel and he held it up and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, the diameter of this nickel is the length of your relaxed vocal cords and the width." are the width of the of your vocal cord and and you all treat it like trash basically is what he was saying so he was talking about uh bringing really vocal health and maintenance and awareness and it was it it was so uh riveting however within about four years i was doing a lot of really heavy vocal lifting not in the sense of Singing on stage with bo- with bad monitoring and smoke in a in a bar, but really uh, hitting a lot of things uh, that were that was on my plate, including world championship wrestling. I was doing WCW yeah. voice of work, and there was a lot of uh, real uh, grungy and and uh, hard glottal attack of, of the voice, and and a lot of growly stuff. And then there would be explosive. Uh, high volume uh, work as well associated with that. So it just kind of all took its toll, along with the fact that the Citadel stations were really cranking up to the country stations that I was doing imaging voice work for. And uh, it just kind of all came together in a perfect storm. And one day during a session, right in the middle of an ISDN session, uh, I just felt like the inside of my throat was was uh, t- tearing up, and and I just it just stopped me in cold in my tracks. And the producer on the other end, it happened to be a station in Detroit, and he goes, "You okay, dude?" And I said, "I said no, man, I'm not. We're going to have to do something here." Yeah. And uh, I scrambled around, and I I I found the uh, nearest voice uh, doctors here in Atlanta. And then they referred me to Dr. Ossoff, Dr. Cleveland, up at the Vanderbilt Voice Center. And wow, they did a tremendous, tremendous job. We're talking to John Willier. John, did you go immediately, and did they feel like they needed to do something immediately? I mean, what was the time between that first time you felt it and the time you went under the knife? Probably the next. Well, I never did go under the knife. Interestingly, and you've probably been scoped more times than you want to remember where they put the fiber optic uh, mechanism down your, the camera down your, your nose, going down the back of your throat, and then they ask you to do the impossible, like sing a note. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, come on. It was swallow. awful. <laughs> While they're strangling you. Yeah, sure. I'll sing a note. <laughs> it, it does feel like it, doesn't it? <laughs> so I had that done within probably a day or two where they scoped me, and here's what they found 
it was a granuloma on the arytenoid <laughs> ligament that's on the back of the vocal, the the back of the larynx, uh, and it it was it was nothing right on the vocal folds or the uh, vocal yeah. cords themselves. Yeah. So I was really, I was really grateful for that, and it, but I did have to. Uh, manage. Of course, they put you on Nexium because they think that every vocal problem emanates from from GERD, you know, gastrointestinal. Right, right. Uh, the, um, yeah, and uh, but it, so it was just a matter of uh, uh, knowledge and yeah. and becoming aware of what things in your diet and how you warm up. Hey, I wasn't warming up, and I want to tell you this. <laughs> I've been in every radio station you've been in, too. You've seen, this is the vocal warm-up that the personality on the air, before it goes on and hits the mic, they always do this. <coughs> yeah, worst <laughs> thing you could ever do. And, I, and it hurts worst. me that you just did that. You know that, Dutch. It hurts. That hurt me bad. You might as well come stab me with we a butter knife this. right oh. now. <laughs> Slowly. A plastic butter knife, if you don't mind. L- listen, John, that's what I'm saying. It's all that clear in the throat, but here's the deal. With me, it was never saying no. So when you're on these radio tours, which I, I, you know, I would have, when you're fighting through it all, you'll go, I'll give up my voice for this. I'll give up anything, but you don't, you know, you have to have your voice or you got nothing. So, so when you're going through this, you're literally not getting any sleep. So if you're going to visit three radio stations and you're playing live in the morning at 6 a.m., 6.37, trying to get drive time, right? And mm. then and then you, you're hugging on everybody and you're playing and you're visiting and then you have to sell, I hate to use the word sell yourself, but you got to get radio to know you. And so sure. then all of a sudden you're driving two hours down, you're, you're, you know, you've flown into a destination, a region, right? And then you're, you're at the next station two hours away. And then you're doing it all over again. And then you have a lunch thing where people are coming in and you're meeting fans that are P1 listeners that, that won to get a chance to come see potentially the next big thing or next middle thing or next mutt, whoever, the bottom line. And then you go do ready. You get on the state. You play live again. And then you drive two hours later and you do a sound check because you're doing a whole show that night for another station where you're done at midnight you know what happens in those places. You drive two and a half hours so you can kill the drive so you can get up and do 6 a.m. at the next station. And you do that for five days a week until you've seen every single station. And by then, look, my throat was messed up when I came to Nashville. I was playing four-hour shows a night, you know, and like you said, smoky bars and, and, and fraternity houses and even funerals. Heck, I'd play anywhere if you'd let me before back in the day. But anyway, the bottom line is, I learned that, you know, the, the 90 minutes on and the 20 minutes off, and at some point you have to learn to say no. We are with the great John Williard. We have gone totally sideways and off track. Go to visit Mississippi.org because you won't be off track. If you come down and visit us down here, all the great history and culture is right there. You can find out all you want to know. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio with my beautiful brother, John Williard. Stand by. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm with my man John Williard, one of the greatest voices that we have ever heard or ever will. Uh, it will go down in history, already has. I love having him on the phone. 
He's got a tremendous soul. He knows all about going to visit Mississippi.org because I can't wait to have him down as a guest one day. Uh, go there, check it out. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. All right, John, we I got to understand something. You know, when I hear a voice like yours, you know, and and I hear the depths that it can go. You know what I'm saying? And I think of Morgan Freeman, my buddy Morgan. And and I think of uh, these great voices in history, James Earl Jones. There is a there is a subst. Uh, let's see the word I'm looking for. St- substance, a heaviness. When you go down, there's just something that just shakes your inner soul, and you've got that. So when you go through the change as a kid, I want to know about the young wonder year, John. And was your voice always? something special and was there a change and when did the the depths of your being happen you know what i'm saying that's funny that's a great is that an awful way of asking a question you know what i'm talking about are you kidding no it's it's not like the great the late great don la fontaine i saw an interview with him and everybody knows him he was the one who said in a world you know all of that uh everybody who wants to do movie trailers uh, emulates the late Don LaFontaine, and he said that literally one day his voice just changed, and the next day that he went to, to class, he answered, I think he was in seventh grade, and he answered the teacher in that voice, and they sent him to the principal's office because they, the teacher thought that he was messing with him, but it was his new voice. You know? <laughs> for me, for me, I was really involved in, in music. I sang my first foray into music on stage or doing anything in public was when I was four years old. I can remember the song clearly. I remember the, the moment. It was a Christmas pageant. And then in the, in the, throughout the next several years, by the time I got to eight, I was studying the trumpet. I got real serious with trumpet. But singing was always there. Singing still is a part of what I do. I'm asked by radio stations to do little parody sings or jingles or sing this little phrase or, you know, I've I've done uh, counterpart singing to, uh, to bona fide singers, country artists, you know, kind of uh, these really fun um, promos that that the producers can put together at station X, Y, and Z. But uh, I started using the voice um, in a studio setting. When I went to a little college in San Francisco, it was on a hill, and from the window you could see Sproul Plaza in Berkeley, and every week we would get uh, a call from that public radio station, that college station at Berkeley, and they said, can you check your transmitter? You're blowing us off the dial. And it was 100 watts ERP. (laughs) And we'd say, no, we're just... We just, we're, not, we're, we're within our parameters. We're all good. It was just that we had such a line of sight. We had such a beautiful signal. Right. And so that's kind of where I started um, working on uh, vocal technique. And by the time I was out of uh, my first year, freshman year, I never went back to school because I was hired by a small radio network in San Francisco. And I went to work for the flagship station and for the network and for the next almost decade I, I worked with them. I got to be coached by just working shoulder to shoulder with some of the the greats in radio. One of the guys that I worked with is a man by the name of John Arthur. 
Yeah. He had a radio show in the 50s uh, that was probably the most popular kid show on radio at that time, and he's listed in the golden age of radio as having more individual performer time than anybody else at that time. Hmm. He was on, because he did all these different voices, so it was just him, seven hours of network radio airtime every week. Big John, uh, people can look him up. There's, uh, he still has quite a presence on uh, radio, uh, I mean on the Internet. Uh, Big John, uh, John Arthur. Big John wow. and Sparky was the name of the show. Did you know Dave the Duke Sholin? Oh, Dave is one of my... Dave is... <laughs> that's funny that you bring him up. <clears throat> he and his buddy, his good buddy, Harry Nelson. Wait, wait, wait. So you do know... You Harry, know, Harry Bud, yeah, the goat, the goat man. Uh, you know, Harry, and so I didn't know Harry was there then. So was he there? Because, you know, they both work with me still, but obviously when Ride Records really got formed and we were rocking with Sunshine and some other things, they were with me. They were my teammates. They still are. I love those boys. They're and it's so funny that people who have been, I love them too, people who have been in Top 40 or Rock, everybody gravitates to country, and that's what they did too. Yeah. Yeah, But in the 80s, yes, they worked together in the 80s, and I met Harry first, actually at my favorite radio station. It was a Sunday afternoon, and I, and I had just dropped my wife off at the airport in San Francisco, and I didn't want to hurry home because it was such a beautiful day. So I just meandered over to 415 Bush Street. That was a famous address. That was KFRC's address. Sunday afternoon, yeah. and I hit the intercom at the, at the front and Harry let me in it's because I said, you know, I worked. I was a program director at that time of a station in the over in the um, in in the valley, the big valley. You know why the only reason he let you in was it's called Mississippi hospitality because he's from here. You know, that. That's exactly otherwise you got no shot. They don't let you in. He had those, he had that southern Mississippi upbringing. That's how we are down here. You know, I know that. That's so funny. I got to bring that up. Uh, I, I owe him a call these days. Anyway, he sent me the most delightful, uh, a goataholic T-shirt. Got all these goats on it. He's the yeah. People have to to look him up too. They can Google that about. He's Harry, brilliant. But they've both been on my show, by the way. So you know, this is this is perfect. So keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt. I have to inject. Oh, no. Sometimes I got to inject a little Mississippi serum in, in you. You know. And. and <laughs> And Dave, the Duke Sholin, is actually a personality on one of the stations that I am fortunate to be their imaging voice out in uh, Oregon, in Bend, Oregon, as you know. Yeah. And interestingly, my, my first touch with uh, Dave was through the mail, where I sent him, when he was the program director at KFRC, I sent him a cassette, because that's what, that's what our calling card was on audio, it was... It was either a reel-to-reel or a cassette and, and a cover letter. And then I got a really nice letter back where, you know, not looking for somebody with what you do right now, but we'll keep you on file, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, we laugh, we laugh about that to this day. Wow, I love it. Those guys, guys. they're just great guys. Okay, so, so when was it and where was it you said, this is it? That's a great, boy, that, these are probing questions, things that sometimes I just your life's path and you don't go back and, 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 and ask yourself, where did that germ, where, where did that idea uh, come to fruition? Where was it planted? But really I'd say that nobody knocked me off my goal, which was, I think eventually, even back in the 80s, well, I started, 
1969 was the radio station. That, uh, that was the encounter with a college radio station. And, Steve, they, they didn't even have a course per se. I got no credits working at that radio station. But instead, it was a great liability because my studies just tanked, and I failed several classes, but I got six hours of radio work, uh, you know, for no pay every evening, and I signed off the radio station at midnight. Those were, those were crazy times. But I would say that, that the eventual goal of just doing voice work and not being a disc jockey or a personality or a news person or anything else like that, just using my voice, formed in the late 70s and certainly in the 80s. And I don't think that people even called it imaging voice work for radio back then. But then when I got serious about doing that, you could probably list on one sheet of paper, one column, all of your competition. Now it's hundreds of people, if not thousands, because of the uh, low cost of, uh, of uh, equipment and the, and the use of the Internet. Uh, everybody purports to be a voiceover artist. And I get uh, calls every or emails uh, every week, and, uh, and I have to point them to the realities of what a tremendous, uh, comp- tremendously competitive industry this is, and not everybody makes it. You know? Yeah. You get to play DJ right now, since we are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. And don't forget, everybody, visit Mississippi.org, visit Mississippi.org, the place to go. People want to drive to places right now that, you know, you don't want to, you, you know, want to stay safe and follow guidelines that's going on uh, with our times, obviously. But right now, there's so much to learn about this great place. So go there. But, John, you get to play the DJ because I know you gave it up to do the voice imaging thing, which was brilliant and wonderful for us all. We are the birthplace of American music. So would you like to hear Faith Hill or Conway Twitty? You know, I think because she's a Mississippi girl, I'd like to hear some Faith Hill. How about it? <laughs> You've even requested the song. I like it. We're with my man John Williard. You're in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. JT and Rhino. These are great people. They're tough, they're smart, and they love our country. The JT Show. The greatest of all time. Weekdays 10 till 1. Let me hear it. Super Talk Mississippi. Check, check one. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. If I could talk as low and wonderful as John Billiard. I'd have him on my show. I'm Steve Azar, and my voice is rising as we speak. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find your next getaway and get a rise in your heart and your soul. We're going to keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio with John Williard. John, okay, so take me to the next steps when you start realizing, because back then you in the mail you get checks, right? There's no online banking back then like my Guarantee Bank friends, my my team at Guarantee Bank, I love you guys. I love you guys. Uh, uh, with 
So when you start making real money, like, you know, the first time I saw the BMI check that showed up, you know, when when I don't have to be me till Monday started to really do its thing. And all of a sudden the checks had a bunch of zeros on them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) you know, like this is awesome. So when did that happen? And you realize, okay, this is for real. And I can make a living with my this God given voice that was given to me. Interestingly, that would be. I can pinpoint the exact summer. It was the summer of 1991, and just by happenstance, my first foray into being the image voice of a country radio station, and a a pretty grand station at that, was KZLA in Los Angeles. And little did I know that their consultant was Rusty Walker. Oh, Another Mississippi boy. Oh, oh my God, I miss him so much. One of my, one of the most dearest, beautiful men we've ever met in our lives, ever. Amen to that. Oh, and I miss him every day. Um, and you know, I gotta tell you this. <clears throat> a few years ago, I was on a, a voice um, and production panel at the Country Radio Seminar about three years ago. And I started to talk about how much I owed Rusty because he believed in me and started talking me up to his clients, to his roster of stations. And I would get, I would get calls every day asking for demos. And he really changed my life. Well, while I was telling the story, all of a sudden the emotion just got to me, and I choked. Yeah. And I couldn't talk for at least 10 seconds. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And one guy who was so nice, he started applauding. Yeah. You know, he did that slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looked like a movie. Yeah. And, it, and it helped me over the hump. Well, Iuka, Mississippi, for people that just don't know the impact he had on me and you and so many of us, he was the guy that believed uh, first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in you first. You can fail me later and I'll go away. But he was that guy. And it was in Iuka, Mississippi. You know, he's a great drummer. And he started this consulting firm. And uh, he was that way to me. So continue on. But we, we're going to, we're, we're definitely going to send some good vibes up to him because I know he's looking down on us. Well, it was he and his great team. And, and they, they just were tireless and so devoted about um, sticking with me and. Uh, pointing their radio stations to me, and and uh, pretty soon I would start. Um, I would have uh, two dozen stations before you knew it. It went up to as high as almost 100, and I know some voice people who handle 120 radio stations, and to me that's a little too much. Um, you know, I mean, you can only do so much. Like we talked about early on in this interview, your your voice, you can only service so many uh, venues and and people and opportunities. Um, You've got to kind of, really, you've got to protect it. You've got to be aware of of that. Um, Well, you want, and you want to associate your voice with things you believe in too as well, right? People you believe in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the mid nineties, I started hearing the CMA awards and I went, you know, it sounds a little local. I would. I think that what I could do, what I could offer them, would make it sound like it could play in New York City and Los Angeles and all points in between. So I did a really heady thing. Found 
the gentleman who was the executive producer, Walter C. Miller, who was also the director, uh, also put, really, this man, Walter Miller, put country before the nation through his work with the Grammy Awards. I would learn that later, that it was really his influence, that he believed in country so much and that it should have a national platform, that he put more country acts on the Grammys uh, back in, I'd say, the, uh, the late or the early 80s. Um, so I approached him, took him to dinner in Nashville about six weeks before the 30th annual CMA Awards, which was in 1996. And I told him that I would send him a little demo. Well, it went via FedEx on a cassette. Here we go again, the cassette. Yeah, love the cassette. And... A, and he called later that day and asked me, what are you doing on October the 2nd? And uh, he hired me right there on the phone, and I would go up the Saturday evening before the Wednesday broadcast. And, wow, uh, I think uh, life changed even more uh, in 1996 because of this man, Walter C. Miller, and his team. You know, your voice transcends genre, so, so it's making sense to me. So, you know, they're just... Some actors, some, uh, and I never think about voices until you and I are talking right now. But an example, you're talking the 90s now. So you were doing imaging and voices for, for national touring acts like Alan Jackson. And then you go to Deaf Comedy Jam. Then uh-huh. Michael Bolton. You were all over the map. And it was your voice and your thing, which was the common denominator. It's just really amazing. I'm, I'm thinking about all of this. And then wrestling. I mean, come on. And, you know, there's nobody that doesn't love somebody coming off the top ropes like I do. I like the chair. I like the great Mephisto back in the day with the fire. Come on. Are you kidding? Bill Cowboy, Bill Watts. I'm going to go pork chop cash, Bill Superstar, Dundee, Jerry Lawler. I can go do Way, way back. Come on. Are you kidding me? Do well, shows. don't forget another act that I did, Nine Inch Nails. You did Nine Inch Nails. Okay, so tell me when Opening you're going act. Marilyn Manson oh. with special guest Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. How about Mark Wahlberg when he was a yeah. man? When he, yeah. The group. There are people who make a great living doing one application, one style, one voice. But I never right. wanted to be that guy. Right. So I think, I think it, it enabled me to be able to do things like the CMA Awards and work with them and, and, and hear it in my mind and hear, what they, hear their heart as well. But then in a few years, to be able to do work for CNN, I did uh, right. a number of yeah. years as the voice of CNN. Um, one day in, uh, it was December of 2000, when the Supreme Court came to the rescue of the presidential uh, vote, which was still deadlocked. Of course, we remember the hanging chads in Florida was the culprit, and and finally, on the day that it all broke loose, I heard about it, and it was a Saturday afternoon, and I called the gentleman who I had worked with another project for Turner Sports, and I knew that he was the head of promo department, the promo department at CNN. And I just left him a voice message. I said, if, if your main guy is not available, you can call me. He did within five minutes, and he said, let's go. 
So that was the first promo in December of 2000. I got a, a page. This is when we were wearing pagers. Remember, Steve, pagers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get a page while I'm doing another session. I was doing something at, at the Turner Entertainment Studios for Turner South. And, oh, man, Turner South, they did a lot of work. They did a lot of shows that emanated from Mississippi. I remember that. That was in the early 2000s as well. Right. So I get this page, and they said, it's urgent. You get down here right away. I came down to the promotions department, and they said, uh, we just fired, I won't say the name of the gentleman, but he had been the 10-year promo voice of CNN. And then they said, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I started doing all the topical promos for CNN uh, Domestic and CNN International. Um and all the while, still doing world championship wrestling. Yeah, of course. He could still never. Do, I would be disappointed. South yeah. And about 90 country stations and a I'd, few TV affiliates. Be very disappointed if you gave up wrestling. You know that. <laughs> you and I would be on different terms. And speaking of terms, I can't wait. Just like my guest today, John Williard, the great John Williard, who goes to visit Mississippi.org to check out all the cool things he's going to do with me when he comes to visit. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Don't you guys go nowhere rolling down a Mississippi. Folks, Steve Azar here letting you in on the Guarantee Bank Summer Better Sweepstakes when sending money with Zelle. Zelle is a fast, safe, and easy way to send money in minutes to friends, families, and others you trust, no matter where they bank, right from Guarantee Bank's mobile banking app. And now you can win the $5,000 grand prize when making Zelle transactions from June 1st to July 31st. Just download the Guarantee Bank mobile app to send money with Zelle at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Visit gbtonline.com forward slash Zelle dash sweepstakes for more info and rules. No purchase, account, or Zelle necessary to enter to win. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm going to miss my man John Williard at the end of this Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org, everybody. Figure out what you're going to do this weekend. There's a whole lot to do culturally, musically, artistically, historically, right here. You keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. I'm having a beautiful time, a wonderful time with John. So, John, take me through your day today. Well, I'll tell you, the first thing I do is I turn on the coffee machine. So, I, I take my, uh, right now I'm moving through the Psalms. So I always start with coffee and the Word. I'm always in the Word every morning. It, it is the power that gets me going, that energizes me, <clears throat> that connects me with my Creator and my Savior. And it's Beautiful. just, uh, I, I can't go through a day without it, without acknowledging 
the, the greatness of our God and the fact that, that he chose me before the foundations of the, of the earth. He right. knew me by name. Right. That is always the best way. So right now, you and I are parallel in the mornings. This is why. This is why we get along so well. So continue on. Well, yeah, you just take, uh, take a bite, you know, each day, each hour is a different. In the, in the morning, uh, after reading, I'll check email, and usually it's a TV station that uh, will have some immediate work. Um, I can clear that and then get to the, I'd say the fun stuff is, is my country radio. Yeah. But, uh, and it's manageable, even with uh, between 80 and 90 stations. Some have access to me a couple of times a week, some only a couple of times a month. So it all averages out. Um, and I just have a blast. I'm having more fun. I would say I reinvent. You kind of become a, you're, you know, a renaissance man and reinvent yourself periodically. Yeah, you have to in our business. You yeah. got to. And I used to have this really heavy concert sound a la Bill Young Productions because I worked for Bill Young. Yeah. And so uh, I used to have everything was real, you know, down and it's coming. Steve Azar is coming to the Mississippi Coliseum, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I got excited (laughs) just listening to that. (laughs) Hey, if I if I had a dollar for every time I have said your name through the years for a promo, I'd be. You'd have eleven (laughs) dollars. I'd be able to retire. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so, brother. Oh, by the way, I have to tell you, I have to take a little detour. I was in, uh, I was in a U.S. Postal Service uh, office, uh, and I was getting some first-class stamps, and they had some commemorative stamps that were really pretty, besides the flowers and everything. It was uh, commemorating Mississippi. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I eyed those stamps, and she knew I was really interested. She said, would you like one Mississippi? To Mississippi. <laughs> it was a great, we had a good laugh, and several people in line caught it, too, so we all uh, laughed. I love it. I, well, that was the song I wrote for the official Bicentennial song after leaving Governor Bryant's office, and he goes, look, I want a song that every kid in school, every child will know and sing. And he, you know, he goes, we're one Mississippi. I said, stop. I'll have this written by the time I get home. And it was a long song, and speaking of, Speaking of wow. one of the verses, I talk about the slug burger. I know if you were Rusty Walker, you had to eat a slug burger. And I was like, Rusty, I want one. And they said they have a meat burger, a beef burger, and a slug burger. And I love my people in Corinth. I love them so much. But, you know, my brother Joe was like, these slug burgers are the greatest. So anyway, but, but, uh, so anyway, long story short, I appreciate you spending a Mississippi minute with me. It's been so great to catch up. I know we're working on our, my, my I Don't Have to Be Meat on Monday radio show. We took a little break after COVID, uh, a lot of uncertainty. So Harry Bud Nelson and I, we all sort of, let's just, let's just take a time out right now. I can't thank you enough, pal. It's so good to catch up. I love you, brother. Blessings. We've been with my man, John Williard. I mean, just when we hang this uh, phone up and you guys go and listen to whatever it is, you're going to hear him in the in the parking lot, in your grocery store, in your sleep. And, of course, he's still doing wrestling. My man, John Williard. Thanks for spending a Mississippi Minute with me, pal. Go to visit Mississippi.org, everybody, right now when we hang up. Check it out. When you get going, you're going to have a wonderful weekend doing a Mississippi thing. You've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time.
Hey folks, Steve Azar here letting you in on the Guarantee Bank Summer Better Sweepstakes when sending money with Zelle. Zelle is a fast, safe, and easy way to send money in minutes to friends, families, and others you trust, no matter where they bank, right from Guarantee Bank's mobile banking app. And now you can win the $5,000 grand prize when making Zelle transactions from June 1st to July 31st. Just download the Guarantee Bank mobile app to send money with Zelle at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Visit gbtonline.com forward slash Zelle dash sweepstakes for more info and rules. No purchase, account, or Zelle necessary to enter to win. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.